Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Once I drifted out in sin, had no hope nor joy within, and my soul was burdened down with pride. Then my Savior came along, and He showed me I was wrong, and He placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side, yes, I'm on the winning side, out in sin no more will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight. For the cause of truth and right, praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. I will never have a fear, for my Lord is ever near, and in Him so often I confide. Well, He's the keeper of my soul, since I gave. And he placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm, I'm on, on the winning, winning side. side. Yes, I'm, yes, on, I'm the on the winning, winning side. side. Out in sin, no more will I abide. No more in sin abide. I've enlisted in the fight for the cause of truth and right. Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning Praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. Hello everybody, welcome back to A Voice in the Wilderness. As always, this is your host, Dakota, and this is the show where we talk about End Times, Bible Prophecy, Current Events, and uh, how it relates to you, what you need to do to get prepared for it, both physically and spiritually. And uh, we really talk about um, a lot of other topics on this show as well. Um, Really anything that is important uh, pertaining to the Bible or uh, Bible Prophecy and all of these types of things, because these are the days that we live in. This is the stuff we got to prepare ourselves for. And uh, you know, I, I was just listening to uh, somebody today talk about um, how it says in the Book of Revelation that whoever reads the words of the prophecy of this book shall be blessed. And uh, he was explaining how that, um, what that blessing is. And I've really never heard anybody 
explain in a satisfactory or, or a way that really made sense to me uh, what that blessing is uh, for those that read the book of Revelation. And he, he explained how those that don't read it and that those that don't understand it, that don't understand what is coming upon the earth, that don't understand the times we live in, they're going to be really scared, really freaked out, really caught off guard, very unprepared physically and spiritually. And he explained how the blessing that we get from reading the book of Revelation is uh, is that we will understand the times. We won't be scared. We won't be caught off guard. And we will be prepared. And so I really believe that that is the true meaning of what it means to be blessed from reading the book of Revelation. And uh, I just praise God for that uh, that revelation because, I, like I said, I've never heard anybody explain that um, in a way that made sense. You know, they just say, oh, well, you're, you're going to be blessed from reading this. But how exactly how does it bless you? Um, and so that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, how's it going, Dad? Oh, it's going good. Good, good. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, what I just said? Did you hear hear what I said about uh, being blessed from reading the Book of Revelation? Yeah, I I agree with you. It's uh, Revelation is a revealing of those things that will come to be, and it stands to reason that. Uh, if you understand that, um, I, I don't know. I was trying to reconcile. Would I, even with the understanding of it, would I be would I be scared? I think that there's a certain element of uh, of our flesh that would certainly be startled, and uh, even knowing that it's coming, it's going to take you off your take you off your uh, your A game. But but still. Um, that's okay, and and we're we we have the ability to uh, to deal with these things as we uh, are able to reconcile that we know that they're coming, and so it uh, those that are caught off guard are going to be worse than scared. They're 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 gonna their hearts are going to fail them. So the blessing is that that you uh, would be able to endure. Yeah, amen. And uh, Jesus said in Matthew 24, you know, uh, blessed is he that endures to the end. Um, or actually, uh, I misquoted that. The exact the words he said exactly were, um, uh, he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. Um, and so we can apply that both physically and spiritually. Um, you know, many, many preachers use that verse in a spiritual sense that, uh, you know, your your salvation isn't complete until you've endured to the end of your life and you've overcome, you've fought the good fight, and you're still found faithful even at the end of your life and you haven't denied the faith or, or fallen away. And I really believe that that is true as well. Um, but then we also see the, uh, the physical, uh, meaning of what Jesus said. And that is that, um, 
the rapture does not come until the end of the tribulation. And uh, we could, you know, we have a whole other show you can listen to about that. Um, if you look in the archives and, and go back, I think it was like the second or third show that I did. Just go way back and you'll find it. It's called uh, the Pre-Tribulation Rapture Delusion. But anyways, my point is is that um, Matthew 24, verse 37, it says that, uh, uh, and then at the end of the tribulation, or after the tribulation, it says, shall the Son of Man return. And so we know that the, that the uh, rapture takes place at the end of the tribulation, and so uh, nobody gets nobody gets out alive from the tribulation or from the end times unless you survive all the way through to the end. And uh, I also believe that there is a three and a half year tribulation, not a seven year tribulation. Um, perhaps uh, I could do a show on that sometime, but. Uh, my point is is that nobody gets out alive uh, in the tribulation unless you endure to the end. And if you die during the tribulation, then, you, of, of course, it also applies because you have to endure to the end of your life. Um, and you have to stay faithful and, and not deny your faith, not take the mark of the beast. And, uh, and so that's really important. In your patience, possess ye your salvation. Yes, exactly. Because many people will get impatient and they'll give up. They'll give in to temptation. Um, take the mark. And, uh, that, and they'll take the mark. They'll they'll be like, well, you know what? I, I don't feel like starving to death, so I'm just going to go to the FEMA camp and take the mark and, and get some free food and uh, things will be good. But no, it's better to suffer for Christ, even die as a martyr for Christ, get your head chopped off, than it is to uh, to give in and uh, and lose your faith and, and lose your, your soul. You know, Jesus said that uh, don't fear him who can kill the body, but after that there's nothing more he can do. But fear God who can destroy both your body and your soul in hell. And so that is the only person we should fear, is to fear God. We should tremble at his word and his commandments, and we should be very afraid when we sin and we don't obey God. Um, and so it's important stuff, important stuff. Um, but uh, moving on to the news, we have uh, uh, Turkey just announced that they want to form a five million man uh, Islamic army by forming an alliance with all of the world's Islamic nations, uh, which is 57 different nations, and they want to use this alliance to attack Israel. And also... Uh, Turkey just captured, took over the entire town of Afrin in um, northern Syria, 
And so it appears as if they're trying to move their way toward Jerusalem. And then at the same time, we have five Russian warships in the Mediterranean headed to Syria, as well as Russian submarines and bomber planes, and they're getting into battle positions um, and for a possible the possibility of a U.S. attack against Syrian forces. And uh, Russia is definitely holding a grudge because of, uh, you know, the U.S. Uh, going into Turkey, arming uh, jihadists, arming ISIS, which are fighting against um, Syrian forces. And uh, as we've explained before on this show, the biggest reason behind the Syrian um, war although it's very, very complicated, is because um, the U.S. wants to, and and Europe wants to build a uh, natural gas pipeline from Qatar through the Middle East, through Syria, and into uh, Eastern Europe in order to, uh, to screw over Russia and make it so that Uh, they won't be able to sell natural gas, import natural gas to Europe anymore um, to totally screw them over because Russia is the key player, the key nation that is rebelling against the New World Order, this Western globalist Illuminati New World Order uh, cabal. And, uh, and so that's what that's all about. And, uh, uh, Russia uh, is is obviously still ticked off from uh, uh, Turkey um, shooting down, or was it was it Turkey or Syria that that shot down uh, their uh, that that helicopter? I think it was Syria. Yeah, it was Syria. Um, and so. With all this stuff going on, man, I mean, it does not look very good. Yeah, you just have to uh, you have to realize that God is the restrictor, and uh, without mm-hmm. Him holding these things back, things would have uh, would have already been over. The game would have already been over. So, so you know, us having our faith in the Lord. Um, we can sleep easy at night knowing that he's in charge and he is the restrictor. However, I must say that you're entirely on point with the escalation. And uh, it seems really obvious to me, though things are very complicated, as you mentioned. I mean, even China is in Syria. I mean, it, it, it mm-hmm. appears that the hook is in the jaw. I mean, all these. <clears throat> Nations are in Syria. I mean, you can't you can't look at this and not see the the Psalms uh, 81 uh, war. You know, soon coming. There's just there is a lot of uh, nations rising up against Israel, and this is when the Lord puts His foot down and says, you know, I'm I'm going to defend Israel, and these these people are going to lose. They're going to lose big time. Um, and then I think you will see 
kind of the beginning of the, uh, the tribulation myself. So, you know, which, which falls in line with, uh, with kind of the timeline that I personally believe, which is, you know, we, we, we really have either four or seven years left with, with Trump, which is, you know, he's, he's, he's carrying out, whether you want to believe it or not, he's carrying out the Lord's, um, mission, if you will, of nothing hidden in darkness that won't be revealed. I mean, Trump himself says that we have this shadow uh, shadow government in the highest places in DOJ, FBI, CIA, and he's, he's exposing them. Uh, whether you agree with the man or not, um, the Lord's will be done. He, he chooses the kings. And now why would, why would the Lord choose Trump after having Obama in power if it wasn't for the revelation of all of these things done in darkness. He, so, yeah, we just see we see prophecy just happening at a breakneck speed now at this point. Yep. Uh, we got our buddy uh, just called in. I'm going to uh, get him online. Hey, what's up, Eric? Hey, guys. How's it going? Going, going good. 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 We're just talking about uh, Tur- Turkey just announced that they're uh, going to try to form a five million man Islamic army with all of the uh, Islamic nations of the world. Oh wow, that's huge. Yeah, and uh, Russia just sent uh, five warships into the Mediterranean to go to Syria. So it looks like there might be some conflict arising between Syria and Turkey. Yeah, and uh, Turkey just um, took control of uh, the Syrian town um, of Frin, where they just killed a whole bunch of um, uh, Kurdish um, Christians. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Crazy. it's pretty telling times. Um, I wonder how much, uh, I mean, I know that probably is listed in the news as Turkish. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Turkey's just overrun by ISIS at this point. So this is really uh, an interesting development. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it seems like, you know, prophecy is happening. These armies forming around uh, Israel, for sure. Yeah, has, um, I haven't seen the headlines, but has Trump made any formal statement about it? Well, it's really, it's really concerning because, uh, you know, lately Trump has announced that uh, the shadow government or the corruption is in the highest forms of government in the, you know, the CIA, the DOJ, and the FBI, the CIA. Uh, you know, and he was, he was a defender for the Kurds, which are mostly Christians in Syria, and he was telling uh, uh, Turkey that you're not going to go in there and just lay waste to, to uh, the rest of the, actually the last of the, the Christians. And uh, then when uh, his advisor returned from Syria, it, uh, 
or from uh, Turkey rather, that uh, it seemed as if we were we we weren't going to make a stand like uh, as originally we were. So I'm not, I'm not sure exactly why uh, that has changed. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I mean, as much as I support Trump, he uh, well, he didn't he didn't get us out of Afghanistan like he promised in his campaign. Um, and I really thought that that was a major downer on his character. Um, but that aside, maybe there were some strategic reasons for it. Um, you know, this being one of them that he does kind of want to mitigate the power vacuum over there. I mean, maybe not with Af- uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, but maybe with ISIS and Turkey. You know, maybe there's a part of the uh, the Pentagon intelligence that saw this coming, and they um, they warned Trump not to pull our troops out. Yeah, I, say, I, really. I agree with that. To, I agree with that to uh, to a certain level for sure. But you know, the the problem that I have is that uh, it's it's pretty well known that uh, Obama used our tax dollars to fund ISIS. Now, everybody else in the world knew that that we were funding ISIS and arming them, and uh, you know, definitely militarizing them to lay waste to uh, Christian populations and that. So uh, I know that one thing was pretty obvious, that uh, ISIS and the numbers of ISIS were radically reduced when Trump came into office, um, giving giving the actual go-ahead to our military to take them out. But, yeah, there's, there certainly seems to be, uh, you know, Trump, uh, even with his best intentions, it, it still seems as if, the shadow government has uh, has the final say on a lot of things. Well, they definitely are a force to be reckoned with. I think Trump's realizing that, and I think he's taking a a much more. I think he's I think he's grasping the complexity of the situation, and he's probably holding his cards pretty close to his chest, um, which is probably a smart move. You know, I mean, this is an integrated infestation of evil into our. Into our government, it's not yeah. just going to be a, a band-aid issue. Um, you know, he might, he might, uh, he might do his real heavy cleaning. You know, on his second term, who knows? I mean, hopefully, he gets a second right. term. Um, but maybe he's, uh, maybe he's waiting for the uh, leftist media to just kind of burn themselves out. I mean, it's been almost a year and a half, and they're finally getting the picture that. Nobody cares about their their stories anymore, um, which is You're good right. news. I mean, it's good news for Trump. He's kind of waiting out that fire. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the headline that I saw the other day was that the um, a firm that can, was connected with Trump uh, was had Russian uh, some some loose Russian affiliations. Like even just I mean, headline politics and headline news is bad enough but i mean the the theories that they're having to stretch out to validate their claims are so thin that it's just almost embarrassing you know yeah you're right um, so i really i really hope that that the american people start waking up to these to these realities that it's an own system and uh and uh that you can't uh if you really want to figure out what's going on in the world you have to you have to use the internet and start digging because the tv is not going to tell you anything very true 
Yeah, and what, what you were saying about uh, Trump draining the swamp, uh, uh, Alex Jones is, is saying right now that uh, the firing of F- FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe uh, is the beginning of the political avalanche that's about to come down on Hillary Clinton for her campaign's role in the FISA abuses that took place in the Justice Department. Um, so I can't say... 100% if that analysis is correct, but that could be true that uh, he's just one step closer to uh, completely coming down on, on these uh, swamp monsters. And uh, I definitely think that he, this whole time, he's had to be very strategic and, like you said, hold his cards close to his chest and kind of try to pick away at the swamp one step at a time so that the swamp doesn't totally eat him. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, I wonder yeah. Much... Go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. No, I was just oh, going to yeah. say it's it's interesting because he, he, he let that guy go just a few days before he was able to, uh, before he was able to retire and draw a pension. And so, you know, that that's a pretty clear message to those that, uh, are in this shadow government that he means business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be interesting to see the McCabe and, and Comey connections. That maybe the whole Russian probe. You know, we like to blame FBI Director Comey that uh, you know that that he was even going after the president. Um, but it, I mean, it's nice to see that there are consequences. You know, um, even if maybe the deputy director was the one in charge. Amen. And the one, I agree the with one you. that instigated the one that instigated the investigation that these false allegations don't go unrecognized, you know. That uh I think yeah, I, I would just say amen to that, man, that there are actually there are consequences for speaking lies, you know, especially when you're in positions of authority. Amen. Amen. Uh, Dakota, where uh, are you? I was just waiting for somebody else to say something. Yeah. Um, I've got something to say. Um, I just wanted to say a second. Uh, We've talked about this uh, before on the show, but uh, if you study Ezekiel um, 37, 38, and also Psalm 83, uh, it's pretty clear that Psalm 83 is going to happen before Ezekiel 38. Um, we'd understand that Ezekiel 38 takes place before the uh, second coming of Christ, or right at the end of the tribulation. Some say that it happens kind of continually throughout the, the tribulation. Uh, and Psalm 83 is where a a, a confederation of Islamic nations come against Israel, and it says that they come against the the uh, um, the uh, walled villages, or, or no, excuse me, Ezekiel thirty eight says that they come against unwalled villages. So we know that Psalm eighty three happens as a separate event before Ezekiel thirty eight, because right now. In Israel, they have a bunch of walled villages. And so this, what's happened right now, 
with this Islamic confederation that's going on, this could be the beginning of Psalm 83. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt, there's no doubt that it could be. Um, you know, I just again, I go back to God being the restrictor. So, you know, our confidence, uh, and I just, I, I'm saying this, I'm preaching to myself as I say this, but our confidence is in Jesus Christ and uh, and and our heavenly Father. So, you know, anyone that's out there listening to this that has a uh, grasp geopolitically of, of these events that are happening and are beginning to see, if they read the Bible at all, that these things tie to prophecy uh, foretold thousands of years ago, you know, it, it's, time to, it's time to go all in and, and uh, repent and get right with the Lord because um, you're, you're going to want to have that security uh, going into these events, folks. This isn't something that you're going to want to do on your own. Uh, strategies. It's not something that you're going to want to go into uh, without being on uh, being in the Lord's army. You know, so you're either this this is one of those cases where you're either with them or you're against them. Amen. And uh, just to um, tell you a little bit about Psalm 83 without reading the whole thing. Um, in Psalm 83, if you do the word study for the different places or people that attack Israel and you translate it into the modern names you have uh, the country of Jordan, Saudi Arabia Egypt, the Gaza Strip, Lebanon and Syria all attacking Israel um, in this prophecy and uh, obviously the prophecy tells us that God will uh, defeat them and Israel will be victorious and then the last verse says, or the two, last two verses, it says, uh, Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish, that men may know that thou whose name alone is Jehovah art the most high over all the earth. So this battle is going to, Israel is going to be up against such astronomical odds that when they win, nobody will be able to deny that it was because God helped them. Amen. Amen. We saw that same thing happen in the Six Day War and and many other times in history where uh, it, it just wasn't by chance or accident that they were victorious over insurmountable odds. Amen. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Israel once it became a nation again, it was huge. I mean, it's in business now, and it's not going out of business until God says so. Well, at least until Messiah comes. It will no longer Amen. cease to be a nation, no matter how how much the the world may want it. That's right. That's Amen. right. Amen. Yeah, it's definitely something to think about during this time of the Passover too. It's uh. I guess this would be, um, this would be, we have what, one more, uh, you guys would have one more episode before Passover, but it's definitely a time to be thinking about Israel and um, all the things that they've gone through as a nation. Yeah, for sure. They, they always get attacked. They usually get attacked on the day of uh, 
atonement, Yom Kippur, because that's when nobody is working and uh, and everyone is uh, fasting. But uh, have to look into it. I'm not sure. I would probably I would think that uh, people must not work on uh, Passover either, or at least uh, uh, the day. I know the day after Passover, just like all the other holidays, uh, they have a high Sabbath. So they take a Sabbath day uh, right after the uh, the Passover. Um, so, yeah, definitely they could get attacked on uh, one of the holidays. Well, from what I'm understanding, uh, I was looking at uh, Paul Bagley, and I, I didn't get a chance to open up the article, but it looks as if it looks as if uh, Israel is already under attack. If you look. Um, the jihadists are, are uh, they call it, a, I can't remember if they called it 100 Days of Rage or, or whatever, and, and they basically that kicked into motion um, really right along the timeline of when Trump uh, decided to stand for Israel as a, as a nation state, you know, as a capital. And, uh, and so I guess there's just... Uh, uh, a huge uprising of, uh, of uh, you know, stabbings and uh, riots, and we'll, we'll have to look more into that, but it looks like that's escalating. So kind of falls right in line with what we're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, another... Oh, sorry, go, go ahead. Go ahead, Dakota. Uh, I was just going to say another thing I wanted to talk about is uh, in Revelation chapter 2, it says that the seed of Satan is in Pergamum, and Pergamum is in Turkey. And so this Islamic um, uh, alliance, this jihadist army being formed with Turkey as the the leader of it and Erdogan as the the leader – it's definitely no coincidence that in Turkey we have the seat of Satan. And uh, we know that uh, Obama uh, went and uh, spoke in Berlin one time in the, uh, the altar of Zeus that, uh, that used to be in Pergamum uh, was moved to uh, Berlin and he spoke in front of it. And uh, it was the same place where Hitler gave a speech. Um, I forget. Maybe that the one in Berlin was a uh, a duplicate of the one in Turkey. Um, but anyways, it, it's definitely no coincidence that that's the seat of Satan. Yeah, it's pretty amazing times. Hey, Dad, can't hear anything you're saying. Thanks, I got it, thanks. Hey, Eric, I was just kind of curious what the Lord's put on your heart for uh, tonight. Sorry about that, I go from mute and unmute, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, just kind of curious what you'd you'd, uh, have for the listening audience tonight that God's been talking to you about. Um, let's see. 
So, uh, well, this kind of plays into it. Um, I was in uh, Psalm 66 this week. So, um, Psalm 66, verse 10, uh, if I can quote it from memory, says um, that he has refined us. Um, I'll paraphrase. Basically, it says uh, he's refined us as silver and as a precious metal. Um, and uh, I guess that kind of hit home for me because it, what it did was it, it reminded me of the uh, the Babylon statue in um, Nebuchadnezzar's statue of Daniel. And how the, mm-hmm. you know, you had the uh, precious metals at the top, the head, and then the torso of silver, and then the legs, um, I believe the eggs, the legs were iron, and then the, the feet of iron and clay mixed together. Right. Um, and uh, so we, I mean, we, from past conversations, we can all kind of gather that uh, this, um, this last nation or this last new world order system will, uh, um, it'll be a mix of, you know, we're not quite sure of what it looks like, but we know that part of it's going to be non-human. Um, if you follow the Genesis 6 narrative and, and if you correlate that back to, um, like, the reason behind the flood and the reason behind Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about um, the iron and the clay mixed together. And... Um, yeah. There's a uh, there's a process in um, in metallurgy where you can mix metals together to make them stronger. And what you'll typically do is you'll mix uh, like a silver with uh, uh, with a steel or an iron, and um, and it it'll uh, I think it's ionizing, and it'll it will uh, it will strengthen it, but it'll also devalue it at the same time. And so I was thinking about about that. Um, how often that normal like we we as uh, believers live in this Roman or American system, and we we often do things that are Roman in nature and practice, and they we think that they make us upstanding citizens, and we think they make us strong. Um, but it's it's that same idea where you're mixing these Roman ideas with uh a jewish idea or um uh the the way a believer should walk before the lord and uh and um and it really devalues the the the, the individual the you know the person as an individual um but it makes it it seems to make it strong at the same time but what god requires of us is that we be is that we be pure and we be precious not because of our strength um, in our own mind, but more of our, our purity, um, as a precious metal. And so I was thinking about that principle versus, um, like in, in the end times when, when, uh, there's this new world system, it's going to look very strong. It's going to look very, you know, it's going to have a mix of, of angelic, possibly angelic DNA or technology, um, Nephilim type of, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be satanic in its in its beliefs, but there could even be genetic manipulation. And so, um, it's I going agree. to look really fancy and, and intense and strong. But the value we should we should hold on to our value as as pure and righteous human beings before God, um, because that's what's going to help us out. That's what's going to be our our defense in those last days. So, 
Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. I agree. Amen. And uh, just to back that up, uh, I went to uh, Daniel 2.43, the verse you're talking about. It says, And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Uh, so we know that the uh, the the fifth kingdom after we have after the prophecy of uh, you know Babylon, Persia, Greek, Rome, or Greece and Rome, and then the revived uh, Roman Empire, which is uh, the European Union, and uh, like you said, uh, the the uh, uh, the Nephilim will come back, or the, the fallen angels, and they, there will be this uh, uh, hybrid age. Um, and uh, it, like the Bible says in uh, Matthew 24, you know, Jesus said, uh, as in the days of Noah, so also, also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. And, you know, most people only, since they don't understand Genesis 6, they don't understand the sons of God were the fallen angels. They had sex with women and created giants. They think that the days of Noah is only talking about how their thoughts were only evil continually and there was violence on the earth in those days and they were eating and drinking and, and all this stuff, but they they missed the whole point that this, uh, this watcher or fallen angel uh, uh, technology and... Uh, and philosophy and everything is going to uh come back and corrupt man's DNA and and uh we're we're seeing this transhumanism um you know coming to the forefront more and more most people still don't know about it when you try to tell them that there's human animal hybrids out there in government labs they think you're absolutely nuts but um you know now now there's uh you can go online and buy a kit for uh, biohacking and change your DNA in your own garage to make you stronger or, uh, you, you know, change your DNA in different ways. I don't know what other ways people uh, change their DNA, but I know that uh, people have used it to uh, increase their muscle strength. Um, so it's just crazy. So crazy. I want to add my my add my two cents to this. Uh, you know, it, it says, uh, "As the days of Noah, so shall it be again." There's nothing new under the sun. You know, um, I, I've had conversations with guys. Uh, the older generation is the hardest one to talk to about these things because they they don't want to understand it. I think mostly, but uh, when when you could take them to technology that's been discovered um, at say. Uh, uh, 60 BC, and and basically it's it's technology similar to that of a computer, um, with with technology with moving parts that they that wasn't supposed to be around till thousands of years later. Um, we we have to understand that yes, this technology was passed on. You can look at ancient cultures that were very peaceful cultures, and then all of a sudden in their timeline. They, they are into blood sacrificing. Now, uh, here's my point. What I'm saying is that these entities are flesh-eating, blood-consuming entities, and this is why, even in our current timeline, why you see the, the non, 
the, the cutoff of funds is non-existent to Planned Parenthood. The blood must flow these entities, and we're seeing the conversations more and more ramped up in the mainstream media about eating flesh, which is just it's very uncomfortable for me to talk about. It's very upsetting, but we have to realize that when we're, when we're coming into the midst of a culture that is now trying to normalize uh, things that 10 years ago nobody would dare talk about, and they're trying to make these things normal, we have to understand that we're entering into that time, especially a time where, where, uh, where there's conversation about eating human flesh. So uh, not, not to try to you know, bear down on that one subject, but that's the time we're living in. These entities, uh, we have to understand the, the Bible, again, was 100% accurate when it said that our battle wasn't with flesh and blood, but the powers and principalities of the air, uh, these these uh, fallen ones, if you will. So, yes, Eric, you're 100% right, and Dakota, you're 100% right on this. And and God also gives us revelation for uh, for understanding of what's going to come upon the earth, um, so that we can be prepared for it. And uh, we must be praying. Uh, praying is a is really the the shield that's talked about. Um, our faith in, in, in a loving God that, uh, but, but what I'm, I'm, I'll say this and then I'll be done. What I'm seeing um, is our requirement. And, you know, the, thank God for an old country preacher and just different God's revelation that we have a responsibility folks. It's not just uh, walking around saying, you know, forgive me God for my sins, but we must be petitioning the Lord and we must be seeking a relationship with a living God and the Holy Spirit so that we can claim these promises. You, you just cannot go and be out uh, in the world uh, being part of sinful things and expect to claim Psalms 91. That's all I got to say. Amen. And uh, just to back that back up what you just said, First um, John 3... 20 and 21 um, it says pretty much exactly what you were just describing it says um, uh, for if our heart condemn us God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things but then it says beloved if our heart condemn us not then have we confidence toward God and whatsoever we ask we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And so uh, part of getting your prayers answered is how much obedience do you walk in in, in your life as a Christian? And uh, people that are hypocrites that aren't uh, right with God are not going to get their prayers answered. Amen. Yeah, it's true, man. Strong in the promises of God. Amen. Well, take us where you want to take us, Eric. I want to hear from you again. And, and by the way, God's put it on my heart. I never, He prompted me to tell you this uh, earlier today, and I and I never and I never said it. Um, I hate it when I don't uh, listen to the the Holy Spirit. Um, but then what He'll do is He'll just keep convicting me. And sometimes, you know, things are hard to say. Uh, to one another, but I just wanted to really tell you, man, that uh, that that we love you, and and 
we're really glad that uh, that we get to go to church with you. I mean, I, I think there's a there's a lot of things that we're going to do together in the future, uh, both for the the kingdom of the Lord, um, but also just you know keeping each other strong. You know, I've always I've always felt that. So, anyways, uh, I was just supposed to tell you today that that we love you, and uh, I know that that's hard to say to uh, to uh, your friends sometimes, you know, but. But time is short, and and uh, so we got to say what the Lord puts on our heart, man. So just had to tell you that. That's true, man. Yeah, thank you for that. That's a that's a good word. Um, yeah, I love you guys too. You guys are good friends. Um, and I think we are gonna we're gonna have a lot of a lot of good experiences. Do some battle together. I think that would be good. Um, I know it's crazy how when God calls you to sometimes the hardest thing to be is vulnerable with somebody but normally that's what God wants you that's what he requires of you Um, amen yeah I would just uh, I would encourage the listeners to 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 stay on that note you know talk to talk to the father and listen take take some time to really listen from uh, to God and see who he's there's always somebody in your life that that's that you that you that you're able to touch that nobody else is able to touch um and you're able to speak to that nobody else will listen to you know um you'll be the only one that they listen to and uh so we you know so often we get wrapped up in our own worlds and our own plans and everything and and we just uh it's good to just take a break and just spend time with each other and just say hey man you know I love you and I think God's going to do good things in your life because what it, I mean, the, the discouragement of life is so subtle, you know, and, and, um, you know, you, at first Satan thinks that he convinces you that you're, that, that, that you're alone and that you're, you're, you, that you're, you're supposed to go through this, all these hardships and, and the hardships of life alone. And you're not supposed to reach out to anybody, especially for men. Um, that somehow that's a, that's a weakness, um, and uh, you know the only weakness that we've really seen tonight is just disobedience. Um, you know, it's a, it takes a, it takes a much stronger man to live in obedience, and and um, which is you know which is good. That's a promise of God because, like Dakota was saying out of First John, that with obedience comes reward, um, and then it's not wrong to expect reward from obedience. Um, it's uh it's it's much it's much more um it's much more uh worthless to expect God to just bless you no matter what you do um even though on the surface that might that might seem like well a more loving god would would give you would bless you even though you were struggling in some areas and maybe that's that's true to us to some extent when you're a, when you're an, a, an infant an infant you know that doesn't understand, but an infant is not good for for any amount of work or battle. Um, if you want, if you really want to do exploits, then you've got to you've got to um, uh, kind of you have to be like David and just understand that that the battle that we're in is is a risk and it's a heavy risk. And with with great intimacy with God comes great responsibility. Um, and not to not not take that lightly. I agree with you 100. percent And I would just add to you something else that uh, I've been hearing from the Lord is that uh, we need to shake 
we need to shake away. I don't know if that's a, a good way or a description, but it's the way I can articulate it right now. We need to shake away from any of our own understanding that, and we need to um, get a grip with the fact that uh, the true wisdom is is going to come from the Holy Spirit. The true wisdom, uh, godly wisdom, is going to come from the Lord, and that will that that His ways are above our ways. And so if we can if we can really grasp that, man, I really want to grasp what God has for me, and that means for. Driving on the road, as simple as the task of driving down the road, I want the wisdom to know when to pull out, when to stop, when to add extra distance to, uh, not to oversimplify it, but but that level of wisdom to the wisdom of business, uh, also the wisdom of finding a future wife, uh, the the wisdom for for godly business and what jobs to take and what jobs to pass. I mean, if you think about it, that is such a good thing to be praying for and, and for one another. And I'm just going to pray for it right now uh, for the listening audience and uh, for my friend Eric and for my son Dakota. I just I just lift uh, my brothers up to you, Lord, and anyone that's uh, listening right now in the listening audience that uh, would be of you, Lord, uh, that's of yours, that you would uh, want this blessing to be imparted to, Lord, that, that, Lord, give us your wisdom through the Holy Spirit that we might that we might know whether to go left or whether to go right, not in our, not in our wisdom. Uh, uh, may, may our wisdom uh, is just foolishness, just dissipate, Lord. And would you just bring your, would you just impart through the Holy Spirit your wisdom into our life that we might make good choices, that we might make, uh, uh, speak things that are life and blessing. Lord, I just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yeah, you know, uh what you were saying earlier about uh about obedience, um you know, it reminds me of uh some stuff that I learned from Michael Lake, um that uh I, the big main part of spiritual warfare is is just obedience and uh, getting back to the basics. You know, he, he talked about when he was in the army, uh, there were some some uh, spec ops guys that he was friends with that told him, you know, when you're in combat and you know your life is on the line and you know you got you just you have to regroup and and uh, figure out what to do next. You always just go back to the basics, and uh, it was so cool learning about. Um, the armor of God in uh, in Ephesians, uh, I think it was in his book, uh, the Shinar Directive. Uh, how he talked about um, the key component to the armor of God is is uh, holiness, because the armor of God can only be put on a believer where the character of Christ has been established in that area. It's not something that you can just name it and claim it and say. Okay, I have the sword of the spirit. Now I have the uh, breastplate of righteousness. Now I have the helmet of salvation. It's it's something that you. These are things that you actually have to do and walk out in your life. And when you look at the uh, the entire context of the book of Ephesians, you have to uh, study the armor of God 
from a, the perspective of the entire rest of the book um, because the whole entire book of Ephesians, he's talking about uh, uh, holiness and righteousness and how we're, we're um, you know, seated with Christ in heavenly places and all of these things. And so without that, you can't understand uh, the armor of God. Yeah, it's true, man. We can get a we can get in a place uh, where we're very complacent about, um, you know, just just doing the doing the Christian thing on Sunday, you know, and not, and then we wonder when why we're overpowered during the week when Satan attacks us, um, you know. But we just got to walk in holiness. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there's a, you know, I, I was uh, looking on Facebook and uh, there, there's a guy there that, uh, that I know and have worked with and he just absolutely attacked um, out of left field uh, my faith and uh, my belief in the Bible. And I just want to say before God, man, I did respond to him, but I just want to say that that if there's anything that I believe in is the written word of God, I I, I base solely my my existence here on earth as those being life-giving words of truth and you know i had i think it was pastor gill and this is one thing i love about pastor gill is that he said something to me that i think every person on earth needs to hear and 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 you have to reconcile it of course and, and it can be reconciled in a good or a bad way but thank goodness I think I reconciled it in a good way, was that it doesn't matter what, what we think. And, you know, when I heard that, you know, I think anybody that hears that thinks, well, well, wait a second, it matters what I think. No, it really doesn't. The Word of God and what He says does not change or add or retract based off to what we believe or what we think. I mean, I shouldn't say believe, what we think. And uh, so many people now in the world... Uh, have created, and, and a lot of uh, Christians, I'll go as far as to say that a lot of Christians have created their own Jesus, uh, their own religion, their own understanding. And that's why it's so important now in these days ahead of us that we uh, have faith in the, in the written Word of God, uh, you know, the blood of the Lamb and the words of our, uh, uh, the words of our testimony uh, are that of the Scriptures, I believe, and... Uh, and uh, anyways, it's a lamp unto our feet, and it, it's the only light, it's the only truth. And of course, the world and people and corporations and everything outside of, of the Lord himself wants to come against that. And I think at a time, I'm 50 years old, I've never seen, I've never seen it. I've never seen what we're seeing today. Okay, so in my coming upbringing, I've never seen it. And so now we've got within, I'm going to say, within the last 12 months, there's things, I'm telling you younger guys, uh, uh, that there's things that, that I just want you to know, this is not normal. The time we're living in is not the time of 12 months ago. It, you know, and, and I'm sure somebody could say that through history, but I really believe what I'm saying is true, that this time is, it, that we're going into is going to be unlike any other time in history. And uh, uh, I just, I guess the reason why, 
you know, I say I love you to, to those that, uh, that uh, I know will pray with me and stand with me is because we're going to need each other. Yeah, of course we're, we need the Lord, but we're going to need to be able to encourage and get together and pray for one another according to our needs. And, uh, and so for, I say that for the listening audience. You know, if you only have a friend with, you know, Gina and Bob from the bar or Mike or Larry from the garage and you talk dirty jokes and this, it's time seek the Lord and find somebody that you can pray with. Somebody that, that loves the Lord because you will become who you hang out with. Uh, and, and, you know, we've all heard that before, but this time we're in, you can't afford to become someone outside of, uh, uh, of the Lord. So, you know, you, you're, you know, if you wait until uh, a tragedy or, or a situation in your life where you're up against the wall or in a corner, it, it, it's, it's the wrong time to go out and try to, you've got to build friendships in the Lord ahead of time. And that's my, that's my advice for the listening audience tonight. Get a friend like we got with Eric here that will take time out of his day. He's, he's like us. He's got a hundred other things he could be doing right now. But he's take time out of the day to call in and encourage us, you know, stand with us, pray with us. Find a friend like that because uh, uh, the Lord says he'll never leave you or forsake you. He will bring you to that person or persons. But uh, trust me, you don't want to go into what I'm seeing coming alone. You just don't, you know. And I hope that's. A, I hope I'm saying that in an encouraging way, uh, because uh, he. It's not about us, and it's not about. It's not about an individual person so much as it is, the Lord Himself will never leave you or forsake you. And, and God's got the best. I've heard our pastor say this too. God's got the best people. His saints are the best people on earth. That's true. Yep. Amen to that. Yep, Amen. and they're the best because they're running on the best. Mhm. Amen. Yeah, they're the best because uh, because you know we we have the the spirit of God inside of us. It's because he he makes us good. It's not because we're good of ourselves. That's right. Yep. Amen. Um, I just wanted to read something here really quick. Uh, it's just a few verses. Um, when Jesus was, uh, after the miracle of the uh, five loaves and, and and two fishes, when he fed the 5,000, um, there was a whole bunch of disciples um, that uh, that left him after that. And it says here... Um, But there are some of you that believe not, John six sixty four, and who should betray him? And he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man come, can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. So I was just thinking about that, just how, you know, those that don't want to follow God or those that fall away and and forsake their faith, um, you know, just how ridiculous is that? To uh, walk away from Jesus when He's the only 
way to heaven. I mean, there's nothing else in this world that's important besides him. That's true. Yeah. Was there anything else on uh, on your mind, Eric? I'd, I'd like uh, I'd like to hear from you if you got uh, any other thoughts or things that uh, for the listening audience. You know, we always want to we always want to uh, kind of warn you of, of things that we see, events that we see that are that are upcoming. But uh, most importantly, we want to um, give the listening audience, and this audience is kind of diverse. We're able to look and see where the listening audience is. I mean, we're, we got listeners in uh, uh, Sydney, Australia, uh, Russia. I mean, it's all over the globe. So if you could kind of think in, in that global term of who we're reaching, um, yeah, just give, just give a word of encouragement to uh, what you have. Uh, to, yeah, to your listeners overseas, man, I would just um... – I would want to just kind of give an apology to uh as a, as an as an American um go easy on us uh for for what our country uh has done in the past um as we talked about earlier between the the Bush and Obama administrations um especially if you're a believer um be praying for us and um and be encouraged that the uh that the the kingdom of God is 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 closer now than it ever was before, um, and I think that there's in it, just like any time of 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 uh, like a minor tribulation, there's going to be a refinement that takes place between those that are with God and those are, uh, and those that aren't, and I think that the the spirit of God is going to pour out more heavily on on his people, on his believers. Um, and we, you know, we, God will never leave his people, uh, shorthanded. Um, and so when, when, he, when it feels like, like, uh, Satan's in control, know that, that one, he's not, that he's already been defeated because of the cross of Christ. Um, and two, uh, just be brave, be bold. Um, because, you don't really know what someone else is thinking until you, until you're bold for the gospel. Um, I, many people carry on, carry the facade of, of, of wanting, you know, not wanting to talk about religious things, but inside they're hurting and they're, they do need Jesus. They need an answer. You know, they don't know what that answer is, but um, if you, if you take the time to pay attention and really, really look at people, um, and and be bold and, and tell the truth and speak your mind and speak the words that God gives you. You'll find that 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 the the world is not as as big and scary as it looks, um, and that Satan isn't in, he is not in control, even though he would do everything to convince you otherwise. Um, and that and that the words that you speak towards your fair, your friends and your family and the people around you that they really do carry weight. You know they really do matter and. Um, I would just want to encourage you that God's going to be with you, especially if if you are in prayer and seeking his face, he's going to give you the words to say to those people, um, to bring them closer to him. So yeah, that's about, that's about it. That's about what I've got. And, um, it's, uh, it's so cool to see, 
to see God work beyond beyond borders. Amen, man. That, that's what I love about having uh, somebody new on the show. I mean, those words are uh, that, that's uh, ordained from God Himself. I, I that just resonates with my soul. That uh, that uh, the listening audience would know that that you have brothers and sisters out here all around the world. And uh, we stand with you, not against you. And I, I believe that uh, the Lord is uh, also using, uh, allowing technology to uh, to not just be for the devil, for sure. And uh, we can use this technology to, to reach out to our brothers and sisters around the globe. And, uh, man, if that doesn't encourage you, I, I don't know what, what will. But uh, so, uh, and, and I just want to mention, too, that there is the possibility to, to call into the show, you see a number there you can call and uh, and join in. And if you, uh, I'll tell you what, if you if you need prayer, um, we're we're pretty committed to uh, uh, to pray. So if somebody calls in and wants prayer, we're, we'll drop whatever we're doing or talking about to uh, to pray with you. And that's just that's just the 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 way that the Lord would want it. So uh, be encouraged. Um, the enemy does work on our fears and our, and that's just not of the Lord. And, and he works on uh, doubts and, you know, things that uh, we just absolutely have no control of. And when we give that all over to the Lord, he just really doesn't have any power over our life, including death itself. Amen. So, so be encouraged out there. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'm just going to say one more quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we just pray that uh, every listening ear out there uh, around the globe that is reached by this message, whether it be tonight or, or uh, two years from now, uh, if you uh, are looking through archives and you come across this, Jesus uh, uh, died a painful, horrible death on the cross, and he took on your sins. If you'll confess your sins, there's a remission of sin through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And it's just a perfect way that our Father God, before the beginning of time, knew that he could reconcile us back to himself uh, after the fall that took place in the garden. And uh, your life can change. Um, I'm not, uh, I ran into my car the other day in a driveway. I don't know if I told Eric this or not, but it just didn't really bother me like it would have uh, five years ago. So I, I, I've been reflecting on that, and I'm so thankful that uh, – that uh, material things, uh, even things that, and I'm not going to lie, I was disappointed, but, but I didn't, you know, the old passes away, and henceforth there's a new, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. But uh, it all goes back to that new heart that God gives us, and, and the more we'll seek him in prayer and, and uh, repentance, uh, that he will spend some time writing on that uh, heart of flesh. And, and I, I got news for you. I was listening to this gal today at a little church thing we go to at night, and she was saying how her birthday is coming up, and she just wants to go out and drink. She just wants to go out and have that old time, that old party. And I said, I told her, I said, it's impossible. You can't do it. You'll extract. I mean, you can go. Don't get me wrong. You, you'll, you can go. It gives you free will. But you will not have any fun at all. It, it just... Uh, the, our pleasure is when uh, the Lord is supping with us, where He's where He's talking with us, and He's uh, we we just feel His presence um, as we're driving down the road, or as we're talking to a friend, and and He's telling us how good the Lord's been to him. 
uh, or, you know, just the encouragements that we hear. We ran into a guy the other day a year ago was seeking a job, and uh, we prayed with him, and, and not saying that it has anything to do with us, but he's got the perfect job now, and uh, he gives God the glory for it. So we have to be engaged, and, you know, um, it, it can be dirty business dealing with uh, the world out there. So uh, move in the direction that God sends you, because, you know, if, he, if he's telling you to go talk to somebody or he's telling you to uh, uh, work with somebody, um, he's going he's gonna to get you through it. And uh, that's all I've got. I'm going to sign off so that you two can finish, because you know me, I, I, I have a hard time shutting up. So God bless you all. I love you all. Amen. Yeah, um, man. man. Cody, you got anything you want to add? Um, no, I can't. Well, yeah, there's one more thing. Uh, that verse that I, the last verse that I read, um, I wanted to say I didn't uh, explain the context of that. The reason that uh, some some of the disciples uh, got offended and uh, left uh, Jesus is because, uh, well, first of all, you had the 12 disciples, but the Bible says there were 70 others. And so these were the 70 others that um, that were some of those that left him. But this was right after Jesus said, um, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have eternal life. And so I was just thinking about that, how, uh, how you told me about your uh, perspective on that verse. Are you busy, Eric? Hello? Oh, sorry, Dakota. I missed that last thing you said. Oh, I was just saying, uh, you told me your perspective one time on uh, uh, when Jesus said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have eternal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, I mean, it's it's not, uh, it's a theory. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, being that the Jewish people would have known the stories of uh, the Nephilim and cannibalism and how it originated in, in Cana as a worship to Baal, and that's where the root word comes from. And that, um, because of that, uh, it would have made Jesus sound like a uh, <laughs> uh, one of their not so nice neighbors, the Canaanites, uh, when he said that. Um, they might have mistaken that teaching with um with that practice um and that's why many of them left um which is a really i mean that's a that's a huge subject because um you know even you they have to then they're 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 making a decision about jesus based on their cult um, based on the cultural beliefs that they had during the time uh versus mm-hmm. his versus their own knowledge of uh of the uh the Messiah, you know, and what he would have the prophecies that he would have fulfilled, you know, um like being born of a virgin and whatnot, um you know, they would have been a they would have, it would have, it would have been a decision point for them where they had to choose, okay, this guy is talking like something that we've been fighting against our whole life. Uh but are we gonna put our faith in, you know, 
in him or are we going to put our faith in our traditions? Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's a huge, it's a huge study, but it's something to chew on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you definitely could be right about that. I mean, you'd have to really, you'd have to do more study to be able to, to prove it. But, um, I think that's definitely, a uh, a good theory. Um, and it would add a lot. It would explain why they were offended for sure. So, uh, uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much uh, out of time here for for tonight's show. So uh, I'm going to close it out here. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. All right. Yep, I'll sign off. I will uh, catch you guys next time. All right. Awesome. Well, folks, that's it for tonight's show. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Until next time, I'll see you later next Sunday night. We got it. Time to go. Go, (laughs) guys. What? Stop. (laughs) What happened, Dave? Sorry. You've been doing good. We're good. Sam. Sam. Dave, you seriously? I'm there. I'm serious. You're not serious. Hey, guys, we're recording. We're recording. The old preacher man stood there in the pulpit. The church house was empty almost. His eyes filled with tears, his mind filled with memories, but not. Near empty church.
church house His opening remarks are these words There's a heaven to gain And a hell to shun The way is still straight There's a race to be run You can live as you please But you must pay the cost And the highway to heaven Still goes by the cross You can live as you please But you must pay the cost And the highway to heaven Still goes by the Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.